0: Five, four, three, two, one, sing. Sing. Hello, and welcome to The Nerdiest Podcast, where nerds talk about nerdy things. Today, I'm joined by Jackson from The Glass Studios, and we are going to be talking everything The Mandalorian Season 1, and at the end of the podcast, we're going to be talking about the trailer for The Mandalorian Season 2, because Disney finally blessed us with a look at the much-anticipated Season 2 of The Mandalorian. Jackson, how do you feel about Disney finally dropping the trailer?
1: I feel very, very good. I don't want to get too deep into it, because we're getting oh gosh there's poor connection are you alive over there i'm here it said poor connection okay. for a few seconds
0: yeah you like dropped out as soon as i asked you the question
1: don't surprise You're,
0: me like that <laughs> like you froze and i was like uh-oh
1: you well, scared me i don't i didn't know how i felt
0: <laughs> i don't know how i feel well don't worry We'll have more trailer talk towards the end, but first we are going to break down <laughs> The Mandalorian Season 1, which I I think it's needless to say was, like, revolutionary. One, because it was... It is. ...the only... it's Well, it's currently the only live-action Star Wars show. It was the first of its kind, and also it did this thing, and I don't know if any other show has done this for this short of a show, like eight episodes, but they mm-hmm. brought in a different director... For every show or every episode. And I thought that was
1: really cool. That is really cool. It showed like I feel like too many shows don't adventure out like that. Like that was a bold move. And so like everything was written together. And so the story was cohesive. But like it looked different and special. So every episode was like a like a 30 minute movie. Right. Which is so cool.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and I'm glad they're doing that again in Season 2, or at least that's what I've Mm -hmm. heard is they're doing that in Season 2. So, I mean, okay, my biggest thing with Season 2, and I guess, I don't know, we're getting off track already, but my (laughs) biggest thing in Season 2 is I hope the writing is as good as Season 1 because I feel like there's a lot of... Pressure writing on season two for mm-hmm. it to be as good as season one which you know it may never be as good as season one because season one yeah. was just so phenomenal in terms of writing and directing and where all the character arcs went and I just hope that the unnecessary pressure and also like they're talking about having Ahsoka and all these Clone Wars and Rebels characters mm-hmm. in there as cameos and I'm like uh, The Mandalorian was never about yeah, the cameos of who was in
1: it it's uh it's concerning because like season 1 like everyone got Disney Plus or at least got the free trial so they could watch The Mandalorian. So when the first one two episodes were out it was like whoa this is amazing and it, which no one expected it to be like maybe the best Star Wars content we've gotten from Disney.
0: Yeah, it is so... hands down and and now with the Clone Wars season seven, it is hands down the best Star Wars content we've gotten mm-hmm. from Disney, like including video games. I haven't read any of the yeah. books, so I'm not one to speak on the books, but yeah. in terms but, like, of just like movies and shows, I, it is I realize the best we've got. Season
1: two of The Mandalorian is the first thing Star Wars that Disney has made that I've legitimately been excited about. That's fair. Like like, I was excited for The Force Awakens, but not like, oh my gosh, this not as excited as I am for season two.
0: Right. Not like and, scrounging the internet like, ooh, when's the trailer going to yeah, drop? When's, when's the, the trailer, trailer going to drop?
1: Literally writing and creating a video about watching the trailer in one day. <laughs> about the thirsty Star
0: Wars fans who are like, I need my Mandalorian
1: yeah. trailer. Yeah, that was a good one good time which
0: this podcast was supposed to be recorded earlier but i was like no no let's wait and see wait if they the drop trailer. a trailer and
1: then we were literally talking about waiting when the trailer dropped yep like it, it was right like while we were mid-conversation um but and
0: then i hopped up and i you know filmed my reaction video <laughs> yeah. in like 0. <laughs> 0.2 seconds
1: but um season two like season one people expected it uh, people expected it to be good, but not um, like as good as it is, and now people are expecting that content and maybe even more. And so, a concern I have is that it will be good, but it won't be seen as good because we were it was being quite hyped. Yeah, and there's also the concern of you know it is Disney. In the end, they want to make money. So there is a concern where they had no idea that the child was going to be such a big deal.
0: Right. Which is why there was no
1: Baby Yoda merch when When everything first came out. But now that he's like the biggest thing ever, I really hope they don't go like all full house and it's like, look at this cute moment. It's not yeah. like, look, here's baby Yoda. You love him, right? Oh, look, there's baby Yoda again. Oh, look, there's... And so it's just like, I feel like that is something that could possibly happen.
0: Yeah, like they over-capitalize on baby mm-hmm. Yoda, which, again, ruins the whole... It does like, ruin the whole thing. Everything they set up in season one. Now, I do I do have faith in John Favreau and uh-huh. Dave Filoni to, Easy. you know do good because you know John Favreau started basically the entire MCU. Mm-hmm. So, I have good faith that he will do good things with season 2, but you have to think about what made season 1 so great is you didn't really know any of the characters whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't know who the client was who wanted Baby Yoda. You didn't know who Carl Weather's character was. You didn't know like who the Mandalorian was. And it was all about the, true. it was all about building on the mystery of who are these people? Can we learn more about them? And like how they sprinkled in bits of Mando's past uh-huh. into the different episodes. So you kinda gotta be like, ooh, here's another ooh, flashback here's scene. This. What are we gonna get that's different?
1: And then, like episode, I have it on Disney Plus. I have Disney Plus open right now, so don't think I know what every episode is about. <laughs> but um, in episode six, he meets his old crew, and they like try and save that guy. Which I have, uh, con- I have some hard opinions on this episode. So we'll get back to oh, that really? at some point. Oh so boy! I- <clears throat> it's just like, and you mentioned that they're they're tr- like. Rumored, none of this has been confirmed. I feel like the fans are just kind of like, yup, Ahsoka's going to be in season two. Yeah, <laughs> like, well, the, thi- the,
0: <laughs> the thing that kind of drives the rumors to being more true than just rumors is apparently, like, casting gets posted publicly or whatever. Yeah. And someone's, like, monitoring the casting. And they're like, oh, Disney just cast this person for a live-action mm-hmm. project. Uh, which, you know, they could have cast people entirely for Marvel movies or oh, something completely different. And not even for the Mandalorian. We're just speculating because they were cast around the time they would need to film. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. yeah. And it's And I mean like, with the way the world is right now, like with the pandemic and everything, I don't think you're doing much filming for a no. show that comes out in November.
1: But or, but like since it comes out in November, like they're not doing last minute reshoots. Like the whole season is done. <laughs>
0: Right, like it's probably uploaded to Disney Plus already. Honestly, yeah. If anything, know, they're that's putting final touches on the last episode.
1: That's dangerous. Like it, it, it is because you hack the code of Disney Plus so, and you're like, right, hey guys, I found them. I never, I never know. Like I've always wanted to know what they do with that. Like you know, they make them super far in advance. But like, is it just like the Mandalorian? Season 2, episode 2.mp4 two, on like the editor's desktop. Like,
0: wh- right. Like, whose computer does it go on? Does it go on a flash drive that then gets stored in a safe or something? Yeah. Like,
1: like and it has to go to like different people so it can like actually come out on Disney Plus. Right. So like, like the editor is not the one who uploads it to Disney Plus, I'm sure. Yeah. So it's like, where are these files? I don't know. It's just like something something that kinda of keeps me up at night. <laughs> just You sit it's you like, lie there in bed in a cold like, sweat.
0: Where, where is the Mandalorian
1: are... stored? It's like what is the file storage system for the Mandalorian? <laughs> we need to know. But something like they say Ahsoka is they're like Ahsoka and they're like, Oh, um, bring we sh- Mandalorians. Let's bring Boba Fett into this. And but I'm like, Boba Fett wasn't a Mandalorian. Like, yeah, like, he they just, just, like they just they just gotta look similar.
0: <laughs> yeah, he just stole the armor from someone or something because his dad was a Mandalorian, I think. Jango yeah. Fett was a Mandalorian, and then and Boba Fett just kind of stole his dad's armor.
1: But isn't Jango Fett a clone of Boba
0: Fett? No, Boba Fett's a clone of Jango Fett. Jango yeah, Fett's I mean. the one that's who I mean. lent his blood to <laughs> yeah. make all the
1: clones. So so would that not make him a Mandalorian?
0: Technically, but this is another thing they set up in season one is being a Mandalorian is not about your blood. It's about uh-huh. joining the religion, basically, uh-huh. because Mando is not a Mandalorian by blood. He's a Mandalorian based on like These people saved me and now I want Mm -hmm. to Become a part of their group which I think is some much needed Um depth To the Mandalorians because Before this we just saw Jango Fett Oh he's got cool armor Boba Fett oh yeah he's got Cool armor and then in the Clone Wars they built upon Um this terrorist group Death Watch which is Mandalorians From the planet Mandalore but they're not The same as the Mandalorians Mm -hmm. In the Mandalorian So it's It's just a lot of clearing up of, like, Mm -hmm. okay, these are the different types of Mandalorians, and they're not all Mandalorians.
1: And they're not all bad, and they're not all good. (laughs) Right. And it's... But, like, I'm really scared for season two if they do bring other characters in, because the Mandalorian, what I love about it so far is that it's not, like, it's Star Wars without being in-your-face Star Wars. Right. Like, it's Star Wars in this amazing universe, but it's not, like, it's not, like, slapping you in the face with the Skywalker bloodline. Exactly. It's It's not, like, this has to be Skywalker, this has to be Kenobi. Just, like, you know, kind of what, kind of part of my problem with the sequels, the sequel trilogy, is, like, you know pure nostalgia fuel that's like look remember these old characters right Mandalorian is the exact opposite where it's like these are not characters that you know but you will learn to love them yep because if you don't like them
0: then well, get over it because they're going <laughs> to come back a lot. It's a
1: good show, so stop watching.
0: <laughs> Deal with it. <laughs> also, I want to I want to point out that I'm pretty sure this is still in effect, but Disney has uh, disabled the seven day free trial for Disney Plus. Really? So you just can't get a trial. Like you have to either sign up or log in when you go to the website. And I think I think they realized that was their biggest problem. Is mm-hmm because Disney Plus is not like well for me it is but for the average person i would say it's not like Netflix where you can get on and be like okay here's a variety of shows i'm going to watch uh-huh. you really have to be a Disney fan or a Star Wars fan or a Marvel fan to mm-hmm. get something out of Disney Plus
1: to, to get Disney Plus you you have to be like oh i love to watch Marvel movies all the time but i'm you know i w- would love to see them all in this one place or, right. Like, I love all of these old Disney Channel shows and I'm so glad there's somewhere to watch all of them. Exactly. Like, you're not you're not opening Disney Plus to find the newest hottest movies like
0: <laughs> Yeah, you're going there because of your nostalgia and they put new stuff on there like The Mandalorian mm-hmm. and the problem was people waited till the Man- like season 1 finished airing and then they got their 7-day free trial and they binged the whole thing and then didn't have to pay a dime yeah. for it.
1: And that's when I'm pretty sure that's when they canceled their seven day free trial option, because it's that's what I mean, that's what they're doing it was like, oh, I just want to see the Mandalorian seven free days binge the whole series and throw in a couple <laughs> other
0: nostalgia things that I wanted to watch. And you're done, Yeah. which do we even really need free trials for any of the streaming I mean, services I, anymore? I mean,
1: it's like you you know what it is. Right. right,
0: they've been out for mm-hmm. so long. Like, I'm not going to get a seven-day free trial for Netflix. I'm just going to pay for the no. first month and cancel it if I need it. Which, I do want to mention that the Parks and Rec podcast, or the uh, the Office versus Parks and Rec, which is the episode that came out before this, was mm-hmm. recorded so far in advance that we didn't know that it was getting removed from <laughs> Netflix on October 1st. So the podcast came out, and, well... Parks and Rec is no longer oh available gosh. on Netflix, which is a tragedy. It's a
1: tragedy. And I am so mad
0: that it's gone.
1: It'll be on Peacock for free with ads. but it's also- Who watches That's- ads? That's kind of like a slap in the face. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. you can have Parks and Rec with, with ads.
0: ads. <laughs> Ugh. I'm just going to start investing in the Blu-ray set of Parks and Rec and The Office. Yeah. I have- which, another question... Do you think they will ever put the Mandalorian on like Blu-ray or 4K no. or no. anything?
1: That'd be a terrible hit to Disney Plus. Why oh, would No, it would. But but
0: Netflix did it with Stranger Things.
1: Yeah, don't isn't just the first season on DVD?
0: No, I think it's all three. Really? Or the Hold first on. two, maybe. Cause I remember seeing it in stores and I'm like, why? Why would you do this? This doesn't make sense. You're putting like one of your flagship. Original shows on DVD for just any random schmuck to buy. Hmm. I don't think Disney would do that. Disney likes capitalizing on money too much. Which, (laughs) in terms of.
1: I couldn't mute in time. (laughs) I tried so hard.
0: Which, in terms of Disney Plus, like, Hamilton is a Disney Mm Plus original, even though, you know, it's not really, but it's. On, exclusively on Disney Plus, and I know Disney paid seventy-five billion for the rights to Hamilton. I think no, I think it's seventy-five million. Uh, but they were originally going to million. release it. Yeah, they were originally going to release it in theaters, and then because of the whole pandemic and everything, they decided to move it up. It wasn't which supposed was... to be released till October of next
1: year, which is nuts. Really, that's crazy. Yeah.
0: They announced it they were like, Oh, it's it's done, but it's coming on October fifteenth, twenty twenty one. And I was
1: like, Why would how you about... announce it at that point? <laughs>
0: yeah, just announce that's it not... on like January first or
1: something. That's not building hype that's annoying your audience.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's just like, uh it's a year and a half away, but it's coming. I'm mm-hmm. like, Oh my god. How about <laughs> no? So then they released it on Disney Plus at a
1: huge net loss, I would assume, because well, well, imagine the theater sales. Like, if any anyone with like ten bucks in their pocket could go see Hamilton in the movie theater, do you? And Disney was getting like seventy percent of that opening week. Uh-huh. Heck yeah, they would make bank.
0: They would make that like that would easily cross three billion dollars. But it's
1: also like, how many new subscribers did Disney Plus get after getting Hamilton, and how many of them stayed? Right. Like,
0: they... I guess this is just the Disney Plus podcast now. Um, But they announced (laughs) this week... We're recording... um, What's today's date? The 17th of September? Yes. Uh, So that's the week we're recording. So if anything new or another trailer from Mandalorian drops, uh, it's not going to be in here. So that sucks. Uh, But anyway, as of this week, they dropped a trailer kind of showing everything they have left for the rest of the year. Mm -hmm. And the first big thing for them is like Mandalorian season two is like their first. All right. This is one of our Uh propelling into the end of the year. And from the, which is a good thing because from the, I listened or I watched videos on their earnings call back in July. And Disney plus is basically single-handedly saving them from going under at the moment because (sighs) the parks were closed for so long. Yeah. So it, it's definitely... They've realized Disney Plus is important, and they need to invest a little bit more money into it. So... Which is another question. How did they pay for The Mandalorian Season 1 and 2? On... I mean... Because if the subscription is only six ninety nine,
1: <laughs> It's Disney.
0: <laughs> which... And they don't run ads on Disney Plus. So I don't
1: understand how, like... Well, here... Let me look up. How many... How many subscribers does Disney Plus have? Uh, They gotta have, like, 70 million. They currently have about 50... No. About 60 and a half million. Wow. Which is... Imagine 60 and a half million times 8 a month. Times 11 if you've got the Hulu ESPN bundle. Uh Uh-huh. Like... That's a good bit of money. (laughs)
0: Yeah, that's a good bit of money a month. Hold on, I want to do that math real quick. So sixty million times eight bucks a month, that's four hundred and eighty million
1: dollars a month. Oof. Not including the eleven dollar subscriptions.
0: Yeah, so they're making a decent amount off Disney Plus. (laughs) But wasn't the budget for the Mandalorian like two hundred million? Hold on. Like it was a pretty expensive show to make because, and I want to, and I want to talk about this. They made like brand new technology for season they one. Did. And that is crazy. Like they, I watched the, which recommendation to everyone, if you haven't already, and you want to get hyped for Mandalorian season two, which if this podcast comes out on time should be next Friday, <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! get excited everyone. Friday.
1: I'm so excited to watch it next Friday.
0: Yeah. So if everything releases on the schedule, should be next Friday. If you need something to watch to get you excited, watch the Disney Gallery The Mandalorian on Disney Plus. It is a behind the scenes and it's kind of like a it's a it's a round table discussion with like Jon Favreau, Dave Filoni, all the other people, all the other directors who worked on the show. Kathleen Kennedy was there, some other people who worked on the show like editors and lighters and people who even worked with George Lucas was there. And they brought the cast in to talk about the the how they felt about the show. Um, I'm only on episode four as of right now, which was Mm -hmm. the technology one, but they showed like they were using this game engine to do backgrounds in real time. So as they, so you see in a couple shots as they move the camera based on the way the camera's moving, the background is changing behind them in real time. And it's crazy. It made it so much easier. And even the cast was like, it was very different because for example, the lava boat scene in episode eight, when they're in the boat mm-hmm. going down the stream, uh, Carl Weathers was like, yeah, we were standing in the boat, and su- and usually when you're looking at a blue or green screen, you have to kind of fake your reaction to there being lava, uh-huh. but because of the way the technology was done, they didn't have to do that. They could just look down, and they're like, whoa, there's lava there. Like, whoa. whoa. Lava. <laughs> and as the cameras yeah. moved, the wall was moving to simulate like the boat moving forward, and he said, mm-hmm. as you look forward, the The way out gets bigger and the way in gets smaller behind you and it's just like they had to have invested a lot of money into that technology and i'm assuming they're using the same
1: for season two i assume they might like i mean they might have like investors too i don't know i don't know those investors
0: have to get paid back eventually
1: yeah i don't know how that works because investors wonder, always want to see a return on their money. I wonder if um what the season 2 budget will be. I don't know if it'll be the same or if it'll be like bumped up cuz it's like the coolest thing ever right now.
0: I would say it was probably bumped up a little bit based on the reception of the first season. Like the almost all the episodes of the first season got like rave reviews. I love all the episodes of the first season except for I think Episode four, which is the one where they go like to the village and they defend the really? village from the the attackers and the ATST. I that one wasn't my favorite because I felt like there was kind of a forced romance between Mando and that one woman uh-huh. from the village, and that kind of irked me the wrong way. But yeah, other than that. I mean, it was just the story. I think the direction and everything else was fine. Uh-huh. It was just this, the story and that specific episode was kind of eh for me. Yeah. But other than that, I think, yeah, I think the budget definitely got a little bump up because they were like, ah, you did so mm-hmm. good last time. If you do good this time, we'll give you another bump up for season you three. Get you,
1: get you more money. Yeah. Okay, so while talking about that, do you have a favorite episode? Do you have a least favorite episode? And do you have a favorite director?
0: Okay, that's a difficult question. So, (laughs) I guess I'll I'll go reverse order. So, favorite director, uh, probably either Taika Waititi for episode. Mm -hmm. I think he did eight.
1: Yeah, he did the last one. And And he did another one too. There was one. I think he did the second one, maybe. I don't know. Cuz
0: I don't know. He he did a couple episodes and I really liked his episodes, especially the last one, episode 8. Mm-hmm. So it's either Taika Watiti, John Favreau or Dave Filoni. I can't choose. <laughs> I like them all. I also thought um oh, what's her name? What's the name of the the director who worked on episode 3? I don't know her name. Ah, hold on. I got to google it. Cuz I really liked Fake her episode. Fan. Hey, shut up. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Who directed episode three? Of... Hey, uh, shut up. <laughs> Deborah Chow. That's her name. Deborah Chow. <laughs> I really liked her episode. I don't know. It's hard to choose because I feel like everybody brought their own unique mm-hmm. thing to the table and that gives you something to like about it. Uh huh. If I had to choose. One, I think it would be Tycho Watiti.
1: for episode I, eight. I feel the same way. um just from like a purely directional standpoint. Number eight is my favorite just because it's like the closer and it's just so good. They do it so mm-hmm. well. They really um, nailed the closer and he he did a phenomenal job on Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> yes, I agree. um. He also did a phenomenal job on Jojo Rabbit, which I recently watched. And that was a very good movie. I want... Okay. This is my short event. I wanted to watch that movie in theaters so bad. There was no... Like, I... There's a lot of movies that I, like, want to see in theaters. But it's just Mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, I'd see that. Like, because, you know, free popcorn. um, Because I don't (laughs) pay for it. And... um, and, but Jojo Rabbit was like the one that I was like oh yes I really want to see it and then we didn't and I still haven't seen it and I really want to <laughs> so without spoiling anything uh,
0: the writing and direction in that movie was on point and I can understand why it won an Oscar last mm-hmm. year like yeah. or this year I guess it, it definitely deserved it it was a very good movie uh, so yeah Taika Waititi favorite director yeah uh, least favorite episode probably the one where they go to the the camp and defend from the I raiders that fair. one
1: just felt kind of eh for me that's like i i understand that that's my second favorite episode
0: i well i, I kind of want to hear why it's your favorite episode <laughs> but well the reason it, i the reason i dislike it is because I understand they're trying to paint like Mando as like, oh, he's a good guy. He can do good Uh things. But like, why? Like, I don't understand. And I mean, I know they offered him a lot of money, and that's kind of his thing is like, oh, money? Okay. Ooh, money. I'm listening. Mm -hmm. Money. But it just begs the question like, did that really need to be there? Because it felt shoehorned in to kind of be like, ooh, we want a big ATST so we can
1: make ATST toys that sell. I'm gonna so. I'm gonna listen to this podcast in like a month and be like, Why did I do a Mr. Krabs impression? That was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee so, you that. It's my, just it, yeah, it's just not it, my favorite. It's it's my second favorite episode because I really like the setting. Like it's a very beautiful just area that they filled. I will in. agree. I will agree with that. Um, I just love the setting and the mood, and um, the lighting is like peak cinematography because it's night, but I can see it. Nothing like it irks me so bad when I cannot see in a movie because it's a movie, I'm supposed to be watching it, and I can't see it. Right. But they killed it where it was like a night scene that I could see so clearly. And I also really liked that baby Yoda's relationship. And I know it's um I know it's like baby Yoda versus the child. I just instinctually say baby Yoda because that's, yeah, what everyone that's
0: how that's how it started. Like uh-huh. they didn't market it as the child quick enough. Uh Because they were so, like, anti-spoilers. Because I remember that first day when Disney Plus launched and The Mandalorian came out. Everybody's like, oh my god, Baby Yoda at the end? (laughs) And everybody, like, it caught on.
1: It was like Baby Yoda was the thing. And so they were like, no, 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 it's actually called The Child. And the people are like, Baby Yoda. It was like a very
0: poorly timed joke, but it caught on like wildfire.
1: It was viral before Disney could step in. Yeah, but I, I really liked baby Yoda's um, relationship with the village children because we were like, oh, like he's an actual baby, like he's an actual person, like he has a personality
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it's like he had like these relationships with the village children. That's like, oh, like he's just like a small kid. And I was like, I just thought that was really sweet and really interesting because I'm wondering what they're going to do with him. Yeah. where it's like you know, and like what does he
0: have to go back to? Cause what is they... what
1: is what is he gonna like? How are they ever gonna end the Mandalorian? Like, if if like the last episode of the Mandalorian where he like drops, um, where he like finds where to bring Baby Yoda and then leaves, I'm just gonna like cry. So
0: yeah, because he's gonna have to leave at some point
1: but um unless
0: what's... he has this big change cuz the one thing i did like that they did is they painted the jedi as villains in the eyes of mm-hmm. the mandalorians
1: which is true that was so smart it was so smart because it and was it's... total it was a total contrast it was like it was like disney star wars against disney star wars exactly which is exactly what i wanted <laughs> But I also, uh, what's her name? Is it Cara Dune? Cara Dune, yeah. Cara Dune. I really liked her character introduction. Yes. I feel like it flowed really well. Um, and she's connected. Really
0: she's connected to the main plot, quote unquote, main mm-hmm. plot of st- of the timeline, where it's like, yeah, uh, New Republic shock troopers who uh-huh. go in and break up what's left of the Empire, because, and this is the thing, I think some people forget. Is that even though Emperor Palpatine died, or I'm sorry, air quotes, died in Return <laughs> of the Jedi, the Empire wasn't done. Like, there was still, you know, yeah. generals and yeah. commanders they, they who were, were just without commanding a things. Right, which the whole Empire slipped into chaos, and that's kind of where the Mandalorian takes place, mm-hmm. is in this kind of dead area that hasn't really been touched at all, which I think is another thing that makes it great, is because it, it is. wasn't like... This is set during the original trilogy or the sequels or the prequels. It's in between the originals and and the sequels.
1: Like as as Star Wars keeps expanding, it's like, are we just gonna get like five different viewpoints of every single timeline?
0: (laughs) Right. I really wish they would stop being so afraid of doing new things and go back to Uh like the old Republic, which I guess is what they're doing with the high republic. I don't I don't know why I (laughs) I don't know why Disney is so afraid. Of the expanded universe, like
1: I don't know. Like I hope, I really deeply hope that um, the Mandalorian kind of expand, like opens the door to that. Where it's like, oh, all of this, this entire most successful show on our platform was made completely out of characters that no one has ever known. It's like right. maybe that's okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. While people love Luke and Leia and Han, it's yeah. not sustainable to bring them back. No.
1: Like, at what point do you just hurt the characters by keep bringing them back?
0: Right. Like, especially those three characters, mm-hmm. their arcs and stories were finished in Return of the Jedi. So then you mm-hmm. kind of had to pick it back up and be like, uh uh-huh, Yeah. What are we going to do with these characters? Because, you know, in The Force Awakens... <laughs> In The Force Awakens, J.J. Abrams had the opportunity to bring in an entirely new cast of characters and not even mention mm-hmm. the old ones. The only person I could see an argument being made for needing is Luke Skywalker because he started a new generation of Jedi.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And you so can understand, it, it like, like, oh, maybe he sense. needs to be present. But you didn't need Leia there. You didn't need Han there. I mean, you, you just killed them both off anyway. So clearly yeah. that you didn't need them to be there. Could you imagine if they did the sequels and Poe was in the position of Leia and he went through that same character arc that he did? I mean, that would have been so much
1: better. It would have been better, yeah. It's just like you know, knowing when to stop. <laughs> like, right. The Force Awakens was good, question mark. Where it <laughs> was just kind of like when it came out, it was like, "Oh, that's cute. They're bringing the gang back together." And then The Last Jedi came out, and it was like, they're oh, still doing no. this. The gang is
0: dying. <laughs>
1: and Whoops. then the, it became
0: a gamble of like, all right, who's going to die in the next movie? Oh, and Luke. then it was like, okay. Rise
1: of Skywalker. Well, they're like, in um, The Force Awakens, they're like, Han and Leia are back. Oh my gosh. And it's Han's like, dead. spoiler alert. It's like, Han is dead. Your parents are dead. Your parents are dead. Like, like Han is dead. Oh no! And then they're like, the last Jedi, Luke is dead. Oh no! And then they're like, Lando's gonna be in Rise of Skywalker, and everyone's like, no! Don't touch Lando. Leave Don't him you alone. Dare.
0: Which, apparently, we might be getting a Lando show on Disney Plus.
1: If Donald and I Bliver would be okay with that. If Donald Glover really did that. it, I would be okay with it. Yes, he's, he's my favorite. He plays my favorite character in Community, okay? I would yes. love to see more of him.
0: Donald Glover's Lando from Solo is easily the best thing to come out of that movie. Just yeah. saying. Yeah. So, and yeah. one... And I was going to mention this. Yeah. I So, I did a report for school, and they kind of wanted us to... Because I'm in film school, they wanted us to pitch ourselves to... A future employer just kind of as like a speculative mm-hmm. thing so I chose to present myself to Lucasfilm and one of the things I highlighted in my report was Lucasfilm has a very interesting relationship with their fans and I pointed this out as almost a toxic relationship because the fans will say hey mm-hmm. we want an Obi-Wan show and Lucasfilm will go no we're gonna give you a Cassian Andor show and they're like okay okay uh-huh. but we still want an Obi-Wan show and they're like we'll give you rogue one and then it's just mm-hmm. this constant of like this is what we would like to see and they're like uh ah, but we'll give you the exact opposite and that is easily one of the biggest problems with them and i hope and they've done a little better about listening to like hey we didn't like this thing about the last jedi and then they well they course corrected too hard but you know they at least they uh-huh. tried so I think – and the solution I presented was they really need to start listening to feedback and criticism. They do. Because they they have this thing where if you criticize anything, you're labeled with some kind of title, and it's mm-hmm. like, ah, don't like Kelly Marie Tran? <laughs> you're a racist. It's like, no. It's
1: like, We just no.
0: didn't like the writing of her character, so can we fix that a little bit? Ah, nope.
1: Yeah. You are a nope. racist.
0: And I'm like – Yeah,
1: that's – the, the, the fans the are trying where... to
0: tell you that's how studios work like look at dc like dc was like okay we understand you don't like any of our new films so let's try again and now let's people try and are be better. actually excited for dc movies which i never thought i'd say
1: no I, ne- I never expected that people are like oh my gosh look at all these cool dc moves and i'm going like me like a big marvel fan i'm like whoa these dc movies are looking kind of cool <laughs>
0: I also think part of that contributes to the MCU is dead. Like, honestly. That's true. Like, like,
1: after like after Endgame and like all of their original characters were gone, anything that they do at this point is gonna feel like formula.
0: Yeah. I would say Far From Home was the last MCU uh-huh. movie I'll deeply care about. Until Guardians of the Galaxy 3.
1: Yes. And yes. then
0: I'll be like, oh, you've piqued my interest. Ooh. Like, I'm not gonna go see Black Widow. In November or December, whenever it comes out, I don't.
1: uh, It it was delayed again, so (laughs) yeah, I'm gonna wait
0: till it comes out on Disney Plus. If it
1: went on Disney Plus for free, I don't know if I'd pay like. Okay, can we talk about
0: how Disney put Mulan on Disney Plus as a as a premium experience? Like you pay thirty bucks to get Mulan on Disney Plus, and before it even released, they came out and said, "Ah, yes, it will be free in December."
1: Yeah, that was a poor what? move on their. It was a poor move to one, put it for thirty dollars, which you know oh, yeah, I get. That was it. mistake number one. They were gonna get like a lot. They lost a lot of money from the from not putting it in theaters. I get that, but it was also like it was. It felt like such a corporate move. Like I feel like Disney is like the big corporate evil company in like the '80s movie that the kids have to yeah. destroy. Like, I feel like they are just, like, killing us. And it's just, like... Just by by doing that, I felt like they were just, like, the evil corporate. And I know we mentioned
0: this in a previous podcast, but, like, their attempts... And I guess maybe they see that the situation worldwide is getting Mm -hmm. better and maybe theaters aren't on their way out as they thought they were. Yeah. So they kinda tried to shoot themselves in the foot on this one intentionally. Mm -hmm. But even if even if that's what they were going for, why announce it? Like that doesn't make any
1: sense to me. Like what, like, all they did was stop a lot of people from paying the $30. Right. Like,
0: now I'm not going to buy it. And, of course, there are those people who are like, yes, I really want to watch Mulan on Disney+. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's fine. I'm not saying you shouldn't. If you really feel like you want to spend $30 to watch Mulan, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But that's apparently, fine. the rev- the the well, the critics loved it. Because, you know, yeah. critics love everything Disney, unless it's The Rise of Skywalker, apparently. <laughs> But the audience review is like no This movie is r- like bad Like I know the Disney remakes Are are okay Some of them are okay Some of them are terrible yeah. No Mulan is bad Like we're talking Lion King bad And
1: really, Now that it's
0: bad. $30 on Disney Plus That's what I've heard I haven't watched it But I saw one clip where like an arrow gets thrown up in the air and Mulan does like this CG you can tell it was done in post CG like <laughs> jump and kicks the arrow and I'm like oh
1: oh boy I I want to watch it I want to watch it just to sh- just to have a um, just to have an opinion if you do uh, give me your account login so I don't have to pay <laughs> for it
0: <laughs> actually no I'll just wait till December it's fine <laughs> I'll just yeah. read it's not worth Rotten
1: it. I no, I'm not gonna read the Rotten Tomatoes score because Rotten Tomatoes is inaccurate. I, say Rotten what I said. Rotten Tomatoes has
0: never been accurate at all. Rotten Tomatoes mm-hmm. actually made me think ill of a movie that I went and saw because I accidentally read the Rotten Tomatoes review before I saw it, and then that uh-huh. number stuck in the back of my head the entire time I was watching the movie and I was like, Yeah. Great, like, now I don't get to form my own opinion on
1: this. Just uh Just um like I don't I don't know if this is a hot take or what, but Rotten Tomatoes is so critical of their movies that it is so hard to take any of their reviews seriously. Yes. Where it's like, "Oh, there's this tiny mistake, then you get a 50 out of 100." And it's like actually really good movies have terrible Rotten Tomatoes scores. Yeah. Like I feel like sh- like movie critics don't like We need to, like, put some kind of consideration for just having an enjoyable experience. The only Rotten
0: Tomatoes score I agree with is The Rise of Skywalker, because that movie got critically panned, (laughs) as it should have, because it was a terrible movie. But, you know, we've talked about that on episode eight. Um, I
1: wouldn't say Rise of Skywalker is terrible, but... (laughs) It was...
0: Eh. I've only watched it twice. Like, that's the amount... Of this I have for it. I own it on Blu-ray solely because it would bother me if I didn't. Because I have all yeah. the other Star Wars movies. It would bother me if I didn't have it. Not the, that I'm ever going to watch it.
1: But uh, On Metacritic, Mulan has 67 from the critics. Oof. But the user score is 2.7. B- what?
0: <laughs> me- uh, well, okay, hold on. Is that just because a lot of people haven't seen it? Or is it I've, that bad?
1: I have no idea.
0: Well now I'm definitely gonna watch it in December oh just gosh. to see how bad it is.
1: Okay. Uh, Which this has
0: nothing to do with The Mandalorian, but
1: No, but I feel like It kinda you know, does. We're coming to The Mandalorian, back to it. Disney Plus, you know. Yeah, it's capitalism. all it's all part of the
0: same narrative.
1: <laughs> the Mandalorian, Disney Plus, Disney, capitalism, you know.
0: America, yeah, it's America. Fine. <laughs> it's
1: fine. Okay, corporate so American
0: you. greed. <laughs> <laughs> N- nervous laugh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm in danger. Um, oh, Mickey
0: Mouse is outside of my house with a with a shotgun. <laughs> huh? What'd you say to me, kid? What was that? What'd you want to say, you wanna say it again, say, pal? No, 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 Mickey, I'm good. I'm good. I was kidding. <laughs> say that again, pal. I dare you. Everybody loves Mulan. It's a great movie. <laughs> oh, there was this is completely off topic, but there was a tweet on Twitter that was like, "If you were kidnapped and could alert your followers that you've been kidnapped, what would you say?" And I quoted it and said, "The Rise of Skywalker is
1: a good movie." <laughs> if I if I saw if I did see you say that, I would think something was horribly wrong. So. You're like, wait a minute, something's happened. <laughs>
0: Just, like, the amount of distaste I've put for it on social media, uh which, knowing me, I'll go to apply for a job at Lucasfilm one day, and they'll go through my social media history, and they'll be like, like, hey, "Mm, you (laughs)
1: don't like
0: The Rise of Skywalker. And they'll be like, you but
1: in your Mandalorian podcast. Your friend tried to defend it, so uh, can we have his number?
0: Can we have his number? Yeah, we're going to take him over
1: (laughs) you. Uh, Don't like The Rise of Skywalker? You're not getting a job. So chapter four is your least favorite. Trying to yeah, it going back, back to the band,
0: holding it back here. Yes, chapter four is my least favorite. But uh, your favorite favorite. My favorite favorite.
1: <sighs>
0: it's tough because I want to say it has, and this is something that some shows don't really nail as good as The Mandalorian mm-hmm. did. But it has a really good first episode.
1: It really does. Like, it's the first so episode
0: captivated. successfully intrigues you in what's going on. It leaves you with a cliffhanger with Baby Yoda. I'm uh-huh. like, oh, whoa, what's that? And it what? was like, it was the most painful Wednesday, Thursday, waiting to get uh-huh. to Friday for the next episode. And then they're like, ah, oh, but now it's weekly. It's not even two days yeah. apart. It's weekly yeah. now. And it is the first show, or one of the first shows, that I was really like, okay. I'm sitting down. I've carved time out of my Friday uh-huh. to watch The Mandalorian, and well, my... and it's one of those shows you had to watch it
1: release day, otherwise someone would be like, "Oh, oh it yeah, would have been spoiled." This happens. Like we like it came out on Monday or on uh, midnight Thursday, and then um, we you would had wait. to like
0: not do the internet until you watched <laughs> it at all.
1: Like like on we would watch it Friday night, and so like all day Thursday, I would just be like. <sighs> No spoilers, everyone. No spoilers. Stay back, because I knew people that would watch it at like seven in the morning. And oh yeah, you...
0: I was one of those people.
1: Yeah, I could, I not do it.
0: Which I'm, I'm assuming that's how season two is going to be, because it's not like we have anywhere to go or anything to do. Everybody yeah. is already more, more on social media now than they have been for a long time. I mean, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I personally so... am going to stay up till like three a.m. or whatever. On October thirtieth, just so that I can watch it. Uh,
1: yeah. So yeah, that's that's cool. That's cool. So is chapter one, your favorite?
0: Um, I, uh, I, oh hold on, let me look at the episodes real quick, because I I don't want to say it's my least, or I don't want to say it's my favorite as much as I do like uh-huh. it, because I think episode eight is really good too. I'm trying to think about it episodes is. that like. Really got me hooked and was like, wow, this is one of my new favorite shows. Uh So, let's see. Probably.
1: Maybe episode eight. While you're looking at this, I just wanted to mention shows that don't do episodes are so cool to me. Like, any show that does chapters is like really cool. Yes. Because it shows to me that it's a story. Like, it's not, this is an episode, it opens like this, and it closes. Like, this, it's all wrapped up at the end. Mm -hmm. Like, chapters implies that it's one cohesive story. Stranger Things does the same thing. Right. So, you know what? No. I think I am going to go
0: with chapter one as my favorite episode. because. Okay. Like I said, it's got that hook that really gets you interested. Mm-hmm. The cinematography and direction and writing is just, oh, oh so good. Mm. I, yeah. I actually watched the first episode with my mom. I'm going to try to get her, like, I'm going to try to, you know, watch all the episodes with her before uh-huh. season two comes out. Uh, but I watched the first episode with her, and it's just, like, such a well-put-together episode because this guy she shows is. up. And even, like, let's just consider the opening scene where – He just shows up to the bar, right? Or the canteen, I guess, if you want to be in Star Wars fashion. (laughs) He shows up, and they're, like, mocking him and stuff, and he just completely beats them out. And he, like, cuts a guy in half
1: with a door. And then it's like, and then you're just kind of like, well, you have my attention.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You have my attention. You've successfully intrigued me. And it's like, wow, that's crazy. And just the way the – I mean, they didn't show the guy getting cut in half, but violence in Star Wars usually isn't shown like that. No. Like it, it's very rare that you see that kind of violence even suggested, and it's this like – PG. <laughs> Whoa! That's cool.
1: Excuse me, sir. This is a PG TV show.
0: <laughs> right. And then he doesn't speak. Uh, no. For – And, like, even on the ship, when the guy, he, the hostage, or the bounty guy that he caught, uh, he didn't speak the whole time. (laughs) And the guy's, like, nagging him and stuff, still not talking. And you're like, is he going to say something? Is he, like... Can he talk? (laughs) the way they really... Like, he spoke volumes, even though he didn't really speak. The way Mando was written and directed... Just Mm -hmm. in like body language Alone Really told you How he was feeling like you could tell if he was upset Because he would always like be grabbing his gun Or loading something on Uh one of his gauntlets Like you could tell Even though you couldn't see his face So I think that's just mm. It's and the end When like he finds baby Yoda And all that of course that's great And like you know the moral decision The
1: fight with the IG-88 yeah, and it's the... a really
0: funny episode too When he's like, alright, I'm gonna self-destruct No, don't self-destruct <laughs> So, yeah. yes And it, it sounds really Like, it makes it sound like The other seven chapters aren't as good as the first one Which is not true at all no, I think there are just... definitely better Like, I think chapter eight uh-huh. is better than chapter one But in terms of my favorite I think it's definitely chapter one Yeah, is my favorite. there's definitely
1: a difference What about you?
0: What's your favorite? Or, well, I guess what's your least favorite... Well, yeah. No, you get to answer everything now. Who's your favorite director, least favorite episode, favorite episode?
1: Okay. Um, sorry, people are texting me, and I feel implied to respond. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> my, um, My favorite director is probably Taika Waititi, just because, like, I watch... I've seen one episode of The Roundtable. Or the gallery, or whatever it's called. Uh-huh. And it was the Direction episode. It was the first episode. I literally watched it, like, an hour ago. Um, and just the way that he talked about, like, the way humor in Star Wars works, I was so captivated. Because it's just like, he says, you know, Star Wars isn't funny. He says, we find humor in these, um, we find humor in the battle. We never make fun of the battle. Right. And I'm just kind of like where were you when the last Jedi was being made? <laughs> yeah. When if any of like, the if any of the directors on
0: The Mandalorian had anything to do with the sequel trilogy, it would have turned out so
1: much better. It would have like absolutely. And it just shows like when you put the right people in charge how much better the production is. <sighs> and you also have to think almost all of the
0: directors and this is something that comes out as you watch more of the the gallery oh. is all of the directors have significant moments with Star Wars that they can point you back oh, to. Absolutely. Like,
1: and they have a real connection.
0: Right, like they this the Mandalorian was made by Star Wars fans for Star Wars mm-hmm. fans. And that's why I think it's so good is because as Star Wars fans they understand, okay, the fans yep. are like this, this, this and this, and this is what made the originals so good, and this is what made the prequels kinda eh, and let me know and uh this is what made the sequels really bad. So Exactly And they know And it's just J.J. Abrams I don't know If he's a Star Wars fan But based on his work With
1: The, the sequel trilogy uh-huh. I would It would make me think That
0: he's not
1: it, it makes me feel like Like the sequel trilogy Is more Focused on like Getting Getting tickets whereas, Right Like, like they're more focused
0: peop- on Okay so we have J.J. Abrams directing this movie And uh, people love J.J. J. Abrams
1: and and he's like he, you, I will admit he is a good director. He is a good director he's he um he directed a couple episodes of the office which I did not know. oh I didn't know that either. Um, I read I read that the other day um, but um like JJ Abrams is a phenomenal director, but Star Wars is so sensitive where like if you do one thing wrong then like the fans turn against you and so like. He, like, the sequel trilogy is more like, oh, how many tickets can we sell? How many um, emotional moments can we put in the trailer to make people go to the theater?
0: Exactly. Where I
1: feel like the Mandalorian directors were more like, what's good for Star Wars? <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. And the Mandalorian only got two trailers, and those trailers showed barely anything. Nothing. Which is another thing that I think they did really well, is they instead of showing you all of the big moments and stuff, like Uh they didn't even show Baby Yoda in the trailer. No. and That's why it's such a big deal. I think most big studios forget, or at least it seems like Disney forgot for the sequel trilogy, is the point of a trailer is not to make you emotional. Well, it is kind of to make you emotionally Uh connected to the movie, but it is not... A trailer is not designed to make you emotionally connected to the movie by spoiling the emotional moments of the movie yeah it's so meant to see, engage you and make you think Ooh, that trailer was really cool i wonder what's gonna happen next which is exactly like, how i, I feel I wonder, about the season I two what trailer that
1: i wonder what that moment is about where it's like right. i want to see more of that it's not like look at this deep emotional moment that really kind of needs context but <laughs> right
0: like it's to like, point out an example in the Rise of Skywalker, in the first trailer, they made the mistake of spoiling that Palpatine came back in the first trailer they at did. the very end.
1: Which the very honestly, first trailer,
0: they should have left that to be in the movie. Like they should have just left that to there was you know, nothing. Come up in the there movie.
1: was no surprise factor for no. Rise of Skywalker. Every, like I knew exactly what was happening when I went in. Nah,
0: no, there was and, a little surprise factor. Ray Skywalker
1: at the end. Because it's so far out there, you didn't think it was going to happen. I say I say surprise factor, meaning a positive thing. Oh. Not, not <laughs> oh. Okay. Well, then not, yeah, everything oh, else was completely. Expected. She identifies as a Skywalker. Ray <laughs> 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 identifies
0: as a Skywalker. <laughs> wow. It's true though.
1: Yeah, my favorite favorite director, Taika Waititi. And, uh, my least favorite episode, this is, is
0: it, is it chapter six?
1: It is chapter six. Cause you I'm, mentioned
0: something about like, Ooh, I don't like this episode. I'll get back gonna, to that. I'm
1: going to have to explain because I like, I have, I'm so torn on this episode because it's the one where they go, where he goes back with his old crew And they um and they fight in that uh was it a prison? Yeah. It was was like like a a prison ship, space jail to get like was were they like getting her boyfriend out? (laughs) I think it's her brother. I don't know. I don't know. Someone they were getting like someone in his old crew they were like trying to get him out of jail and he was helping them and they pretty sure they paid him a lot of money or something. And like that sounds amazing. That's such a good idea. A Star Wars heist movie, absolutely 100%. And after you've I'm, been introduced to, like, Mando as a
0: character and, like, the whole... Because yeah. The Mandalorian really brought back that whole Star Wars is a Western thing, which was really it cool. Did. So <laughs> it, really it just did. had a really good setup.
1: It did. It had such, such good potential, and that's part of the reason why I'm so disappointed with it, is because I love heist movies. Like national treasure oceans 11 um tower heist like those are some of my favorite movies they're so good just the way like i'm just so intrigued with like how they're gonna rob a bank like right that sounds creepy but <laughs> i so <laughs> like that's a little track, suspicious but I,
0: I did recently watch national treasure mm-hmm. and i okay when i first saw it i was like oh this is just a cheesy michael or er, nicholas cage movie yeah. uh no you, were you gonna say it's michael actually K. no i was gonna say michael cage uh oh <laughs> uh no i just thought it was a cheesy nicholas cage movie and then i watched it and i was like whoa i didn't think you yeah. could make a movie this long about stealing mm-hmm. the united states constitution
1: yeah national treasure is a treasure and so <laughs> i thought i thought that um that was gonna be like gosh i'm adjusting my microphone So I thought that was going to be, like, an amazing thing. Where it's, like, Star Wars heist movie type thing. What a good idea. And then it was like, oh, we can expand Mando about his past. And, like, he used to run with this crew. And um, they kind of want Baby Yoda. They're curious about him. And uh, they're, like, trapped in this ship. And it's cool. But my problem is I hate, deeply hate every character that is introduced in that episode wow that's intense like like, I strongly dislike all of them I just like I don't know I was so disappointed because it was such a good concept and it's like has so much potential but all of the characters in his old crew I was just like not a fan of they were just weird to me
0: Wow. That's that's intense. I didn't... Wow. I mean, yeah. they're all kind of eh for me. I don't they're particularly so love them, but I thought the episode yeah. was... I thought the episode was significantly intriguing because, like, Mando ends up getting locked in that cell because, you know, they yeah, backstab that's him cool. because that's how that's most cool. heist movies work. and And then it's like he breaks out which was really interesting to see how he was going to break out. Uh-huh.
1: And and so aspects like that were really cool, and I liked that. But, like, the characters, like, really just destroyed it for me. So was it the characters alone, or was it, like, the way the
0: characters were written? Because I think the characters were fine, but I do agree their writing was kind of eh, because they were just like- one-off characters. Like, like, Cara Dune. And uh-huh. is it Grief Karga? Is that who
1: I think Carl so. Weathers
0: plays? I think that's his name. Yes. Yes. Like those characters, they could write into their stories and kind of leave little tidbits that they could come back in the next or in a later episode. But then with these newer characters uh-huh. that are in it for just this one episode, they kind of have to be like, okay, their writing starts here. And by the end of the episode, it's uh-huh. here. And then it's so,
1: like, I don't know. They were just very annoying to me the the twilight girl
0: was really annoying i didn't like she, her she was annoying because she's yeah. like constantly flirting with mando and i'm like oh my
1: god yeah can it you made not? me very uncomfortable i was like pg show like mando does the, not
0: need a love interest there i said it like
1: the show yeah we really don't need like can mandalorians even like marry
0: i don't know i think well obviously they can because they reproduce somehow
1: I feel like it's just, like, a Star Wars thing that, like, no one can get married. (laughs) That's, like, just, like, Like,
0: uh, like getting married in Star Wars, that's silly.
1: Like, what if we created conflict, love conflict with our characters by saying it's against their religion to get married? It's it's against, like, the Jedi. It's against
0: my religion to get married. Like, there.
1: (laughs) Which I always thought was dumb. It is. It's, like it's illogical and i, kinda, I understand the I kinda... point of
0: like have no attachments but at the same time like don't you need to have attachments to be the compassionate yeah. warrior
1: saviors that you need to be yeah that doesn't make any sense but my favorite episode my favorite episode is most likely season two or not season season two, season two episode, episode, episode one <laughs> <laughs> season two trailer is my favorite episode
0: it's actually presented as its own thing on disney plus it that's, is it boggles my mind
1: it's, they're like marketing the heck out of this thing but um chapter two is my favorite because it's when we really flush out baby yoda Mm-hmm. And we like really like that the first time I watched it and like that shock moment of like <gasps> he has powers. Whoa. Like, I'll never forget that. <laughs> and it's also like there's I'm pretty sure it's in this episode. I don't want to open it or else I'll get distracted. <laughs> but um, it's where he does this huge scene where he climbs on a, uh, a sand crawler. Oh, that was really cool. And hold on, let me get like the exact because I have it open right now. Let me see how exactly how long this scene is because it's like a two or three
0: minute scene. It's super long, but it's engaging. Long. It's not like a ugh. When is he gonna let go?
1: Or when is something gonna happen? No, it's in it's engaging. Like like, oh, so it starts. I mean, it's it's five minutes long. Wow, which is a long time. And I just remember, like, watching it for the first time just being sucked in. Exactly. And I, like, I love it when there's long sequences with no dialogue. Like, if you can do that right, it is so cool. Because, like, I feel like it's realistic that there's not always, like, someone talking. And so it feels so real to me that that he's just, like, fighting these Jawas. And he's not, like, saying these Iron Man quips the whole time. Exactly, because he's trying to be focused on fighting, not yeah. Ah
0: oh, man, let me Makes let me sense. throw a good one-liner out there,
1: <laughs> which is
0: not Star Wars. No, that's definitely not Star Wars, because you mean, know it's an actual war.
1: I mean, for most of it, Solo, but like yeah, that's... but that's
0: his character's written to be that way.
1: Yeah, the lovable goofball scoundrel. You know, uh, people say the same thing about me, <laughs> except they don't say lovable. <laughs> <laughs>
0: wow that was wow that's a joke
1: if anyone who's ever talked to me will know just like just know that like self-deprecating humor is my favorite
0: (laughs) oh yeah self-deprecating humor is a staple of being a
1: a gen z it is 2020 (laughs) if you if you don't like in like have some even just a little of self-deprecating humor then, like, your life is kind of harder. And I hate to say that, but it's true. Yeah. Like, if you can't make fun of yourself... It's healthy to make a little bit
0: of fun of yourself. Yeah. Like, don't go too crazy. At some
1: point, it's unhealthy.
0: Yeah, but it's healthy to be like, oh, man, I dropped that water bottle. What a klutz. Ah."
1: (laughs) Just just that kind of self-deprecating humor. This sounds like something Adam Goldberg would say. (laughs) Ah. Ah. What a klutz. (laughs) What a klutz. So...
0: If you okay, so I want to mention there are some honorable mentions for my favorite episode. Like there are some yes. other ones that I really love. Episode three, when he goes the back, Sin. yes, oh, when he when goes, goes back
1: he, and he's like almost leaves Baby Yoda with that guy, like, and then
0: he goes back and he's like, oh, I want my kid back.
1: <laughs> Father son relationships, like yep. Mandalorian the, for
0: best dad of the year.
1: I'm saying the Mandalorian is like. A mirror of a goofy movie, if you really look at it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> if you re, if you squint at it really hard, if you squint you really can see hard. It. You can kind of see it
1: upside down, <laughs> and then turn on a goofy movie.
0: It's there. <laughs> it's there.
1: <laughs> so
0: yeah, I think that episode and the ending, when all the Mandalorians come out at once and that start blasting all the other bounty hunters wrath. that was epic I remember seeing that and I'm like oh my god this is the best episode of the show well, like, I also down.
1: like like we also don't see a lot of Mandalorian support where it's like you know the Mandalorians in the end are all in it together and all I right. feel like I forget, I forget that a lot this and is so the like, way this is the way and so it felt really cool to just see like oh like yeah they all got each other's backs i like that i feel like the mandalorian overall is just very positive yeah like like whether it's just like haha he's trying to um trying to take care of a baby like that's cool <laughs> right like you don't see that in regular star wars unless you're a skywalker
0: which then you're an orphan
1: oof classic or palpatine. The palpatine <laughs> is
0: also an orphan you know, Ray Palpatine, she's an orphan. Ooh. I didn't can, can include put, her in the Skywalker
1: like, lightsaber. <laughs> can you put name. her can you put like the um, the air horn sound effect?
0: <laughs>
1: Another episode
0: that I personally thought was really good. I don't know how you felt about it, but yeah. uh, chapter five, The Gunslinger. That, I thought that was a really good episode. Is that the Soul-y. one where he
1: finds, like, the guy at the... Like, the rookie guy? Yeah. Yeah. That is a good episode. I feel like The Mandalorian is, does have a lot of one-off characters. And um, some of those characters are good. And some of them are good, yes. That one, like, the rookie guy, was really good character. The one um, thing
0: I didn't like about that episode is they had, like, this cliffhanger at the end... Where someone walks Uh on screen, but you can only see, like, their foot and part of their hand, and they reach down and grab something, and then you're like, is that Boba Fett? Is he gonna come in at the end of the episode? Or Uh the end of the season? No. We still don't know who that person was.
1: But, in a way, I like that a lot. I am, like, 100% for cliffhangers that take a very long time to see.
0: Yeah. I... I thought the episode was good because they made it actually really interesting in what is the Tatooine Dune Sea, which is just uh-huh. sand for miles and miles and miles. He, he has the and high ground. He, uh, I, listen, I'm always down for a good prequel meme. Okay.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm saying I'm always down for a good prequel meme. I
0: love how they just slipped it in there and didn't say
1: anything about it. They just did it. They're just like, he has the high ground. And it was like, he said it. And the, fact he, said the he said the thing. He said the thing. The fact that they didn't make it a big deal is the best part.
0: Right. Like, they weren't like, hey, 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 prequel reference, prequel meme, ha, 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 ha,
1: Everyone look, everyone look. He just, like, said it and moved on. And that's the best part. Which is probably the best way to do jokes like that. That is the best way. By it's not like, calling big
0: attention Because the it.
1: fans will know. You can't treat your audience like they're stupid. Exactly. They're going to know. Yeah, they're going to know. Also... Uh, episode seven, or chapter seven, um, leading into the last one is really good.
0: Yes. I didn't think they were going to cliffhanger me that bad. Uh, and then they did. And I was like, okay. All right. Yeah.
1: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't have to do me like that. What, what do you think of them showing his face? Oh, and you know
0: what? There was an extra weight on chapter seven because they played it early remember because they they put chapter 7 <gasps> oh, on a wednesday because rise of skywalker came out on the friday
1: I do remember that and then you they had to wait early. oh i do remember that that's what made it so bad
0: it was it was, oh, it was even longer
1: i forgot about that People that, like, didn't watch it as it was coming out were like, what are you talking about? Binge watchers don't know
0: the pain of having to wait for <laughs> weekly episodes. And I
1: sound like I sound like my mom talking about friends, <laughs> but... If you didn't watch that, it weekly, th- you don't understand the pain. Uh, that's just, as someone, because I watched it weekly, weekly, I have earned the right to make fun of you. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's true. Deal with it. Watch it weekly or deal with the pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I mean, watching it weekly is the best
1: way to go because you're gonna get they it's do. gonna get spoiled either way. Like if you but don't. The thing is, anyone who doesn't like watch it weekly doesn't really care, right? So, like, not to say that if you're not like super onto it that you don't care about it, but like right? Because some people would watch it
0: weekly, but maybe they don't have the time to sit
1: down every Friday yeah. and watch it. But it's also like, you know, anyone, anyone that will like, anyone that's gonna. Like like see major spoilers like that, isn't being careful. So yeah, it's fine. It's fine. This is fine. So I mean,
0: so, I don't I don't really have anything else to say. Do you have anything what, else to say about what season one?
1: Feel, what do you feel about them showing his face at the end of season one? Because I, I think it was way too soon.
0: You know, I think I thought it was okay. Because, to me, it felt like it was very, like, aha, uh-huh, we're, you know, dancing around the rule of, like, you can't remove your helmet in front uh-huh. of people, so you can remove it in front of a droid. And that kind of thing, it kind of felt like a, uh... mm-hmm. So, it's fine, I guess. I don't... I don't understand
1: why you know what? well I, I understand that it was a big deal where it's like oh he can't I mean not really if you google Pedro Pascal on I mean. google uh, as someone who reads the IMDB page for everything I've ever watched it wasn't a big deal in that aspect right <laughs> but it's just like it's just like you know it was it was a big deal for his character because it was that droid that he hated that he had to trust to heal him
0: And to take care of Baby
1: Yoda. And to take care of Baby Yoda. And so it was, like, a big deal for his character. But, like, I feel like sometime in the future he's going to remove his helmet and, like, all of these characters that we followed are going to see his face and it'll be a huge reveal. Mm -hmm. But not to us because we've seen it. Right. Like, it's just going to be like, oh, he removed his helmet again.
0: Like, it's almost. it almost would have been better if they didn't show it. And Uh let you kind of be – because, you know, the the whole thing about the droid was, like, well, one, the droid died at the end because he blew up. So there goes any evidence of, like, even knowing what his face looks like. And the droid wasn't going to tell anyone anyway. But could you imagine if we had to take, like, go through the point of view of Cara Dune, who doesn't get to see his face, but, you know, is very concerned about his health. And she's like, is he going to die? And the droid's like, eh, he'll be fine. Like,
1: I, I almost wish we could see it through that point of view. Like, I don't know. It was it was just an interesting decision. Like, I'm curious to see how they do that reveal again. Yeah.
0: Because it's not going to hit the same with the audience it, now it, because we've already
1: seen it. And so I wonder, oh gosh, I wonder if um, they'll downplay it. 'Cause if they do a big grand reveal again, it's not gonna work. Yeah. So if this just like, haha, he took his helmet off, now go, then it would probably work. Because it's just like if it was a time sensitive thing where he's like, he just had to take his helmet off and continue with the episode, then I think it could work. But if they're like, Huzzah, his face, we're like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we saw it last season. Funky. Don't crazy. say last season. I don't want him to remove the helmet in the second season. <laughs> you know That's what's going to happen, though. It's too fast. Happen. The character development can't be that fast. I mean... I want a solid, like, five seasons out of this show. I mean, me too. <laughs>
0: which, which, okay, another question. How many seasons realistically do you think it will get?
1: Realistically?
0: I think that number is solely dependent on how well the second season does
1: we like to accurately guess we'll have to see season two because the first season of any show is always like you know it's season one like that's fine right so but let's say in a worst
0: case scenario because 2020 is a pretty odd year if the second season completely plummets and bombs across the board which i don't think it will but if it does that i think that would definitely affect how many more seasons the show gets
1: I think if season two bombed, it would get a third season to try to revive it. And if that season was good, maybe a fourth season. So if season two is not good, then a max of four seasons. If season two is just as good as season one, then I think it could go five to six seasons. For better or worse.
0: Yeah, that's one of those things that you really have to be like, mm, how much longer
1: do like, we think? Where it's like, you know, I love this show. I w- would watch it till the very end. But, like, at what point is it ridiculous that it's still going?
0: Right. Like, at what point does it become, oh, well, you know,
1: writing's not that it, great it, anymore. Too many, too many shows do that. Too ah, don't even don't get me started. You're welcome. Don't even get me started, <laughs> Jackson. Are you going to go off into How I Met Your Mother again?
0: We've been about... Oh, boy. Nope. Nope. <laughs> if you want to hear me go off on How I Met Your Mother, go watch The Office versus Parks and Rec. <laughs> I went off on go it for on it. like a solid 10 minutes. It was ridiculous. So I won't go off on it again here. But, yeah, I think realistically, I would say Disney would give it four seasons. Because Disney is a company where even their animated shows, they cap off at four seasons. Uh-huh. Some, some get capped off at three Because they're feeling a little too, uh, steely. But I think four seasons, and considering that there's only eight chapters per season. Yeah. It, I mean, maybe, maybe five seasons. But, because that's what, 40 episodes? Yeah. So. Yeah, about that. Yeah, it's, I mean, it, you just, it kind of
1: depends. You gotta see. It'll go one way or the other. We'll it'll either be, like, capped off at three, and it's just like, you know, that's The Mandalorian. You know, it's over. And it'll either be capped off at three, and, like, that's it. That's The Mandalorian. That's the whole story, the three seasons. Or it'll be like, oh, season seven of The Mandalorian? Yeah. Like, it's 2027. 20, wow. We're watching are they season still, seven. Are they still trying to build hype for that show? Yeah. <laughs>
0: It, and, I mean, I think it would almost be better if you did, like, three or four seasons and then let Jon Favreau and Dave Filoni go do something else Star Wars and let uh-huh. them take their creative talents elsewhere and kind of start from scratch again. Because well, at this isn't... point, you can stick Jon Favreau and Dave Filoni on any Star Wars project and people will be like, uh-huh, well, now I'm All excited. I, yeah. <laughs>
1: they seem to know what they're doing, so. Right.
0: And Taika Watiti is getting his own Star Wars movie, I think. I don't know if he's getting who, a whole trilogy. I know he's getting his own movie who that he is? gets to write and direct. Taika Waititi.
1: Oh, that's great. Oh yeah, I did see that. Yeah. Which is exciting. I, this this is kind of a hot take. Anyone that I talked this about to, they're like on the fence. But I would love to see a Star Wars movie directed by Christopher Nolan. You know what? I can get behind that. Like it would be I, it would be so different. Yeah. Because it would be more cinematic in the way that it wouldn't be as nerdy. Right. But I think... It would almost be more like Rogue One-esque. It would, yeah. Which I'm totally for that.
0: I am definitely down for a Rogue One style. Like that kind of more gritty Star Wars movie. I think
1: that would be cool. Like, you know, more more of a war movie. Right, because it is called Star Wars. Wars, like we see a lot of the political and relational side of the war. But if we got like a war, like a 1917 Star Wars movie, oh my gosh, yes,
0: (laughs) yes, that would be beautiful. It would just be phenomenal. Yeah. So, Mandalorian season one, big success, big thumbs up. It's it's phenomenal. So, to that point what did you think of the season two trailer?
1: Okay. So I watched, I watched the season two trailer for first time on my phone because it popped up on Instagram. Um, cause the official Disney plus shared it. And so I instantly left the room and turned the volume way up. And so I watched the whole thing and I was like, wow, that's amazing. That's epic. I, I then watched it on the TV And I noticed so many different things. I need to watch it on a bigger screen. And I was just like awestruck. So just based solely on the trailer, it looks like season two might be just as good. But it's also just the first trailer.
0: Right. Like there could be a second one that drops between now and
1: then. And we'll then, be like, "What are they doing?"
0: Yeah, what? We saw a trailer about Ahsoka. What do you mean? What, what are you talking about? Please, which, no. My, which you know, I heard rumors that they filmed an entire trailer that's just Ahsoka in a in the Mos Eisley Cantina.
1: Oh, that's and that's that. a trailer they for the Mandalorian. Not, they did not
0: do that. <laughs> and you know, I don't think they did. But here's my thing. As a devout—and this is just kind of in general about season two. I'll get to my thoughts on the trailer in a second. But as a devout Clone Wars fan who's been watching it, you know, season by season, week by week, since season Uh two, way back when, I am very mixed about Ahsoka coming to live action. And it's Uh not like I think that's a bad thing. I just feel like I'm not going to connect to her the same way because— You're so used to seeing her in an animated form with Ashley Uh Eckstein as the voice actress. And now, like, Rosario Dawson is Ahsoka? And, like, you just kind of have to... And, I mean, it's not the first time I've embraced two separate characters. Like, I know there's a Hayden Christensen Anakin and a Matt Lanter Anakin for The Clone Wars. And I'm like, oh, yeah, these are two different characters because I saw the Hayden Christensen one first, obviously. But... I don't know how I'm going to feel about mm-hmm. seeing an animated character first and then moving to live action because there are a couple more characters that are rumored to be in there.
1: So... are there? Has there ever been anything live action with Ahsoka? No. Has she ever been in live action?
0: The closest she's come to live action is like the Hot Toys action figures or figures or whatever. That's the closest she's come to live action. There has been no, like, official live action for games or, you know, books or anything. Wow. It's always been the animated
1: Clone Wars. I think that it would be... I think... Well, you know, we said earlier, The Mandalorian is anti-Disney Star Wars by Disney Star Wars. Yep. And I like that a lot. I think that's perfect. And so by bringing in this nostalgic character, it negates that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so they like if they bring her in, like I haven't seen anything that says that they're gonna bring her in. Right, it's, it's not just, even confirmed. That could be for something completely it's purely, different. It's purely, it's um, purely, I don't, I forgot the words, but um speculative. It's just speculative. Thank you. It's it's pure it's pure speculation, but it's just like, what what place does Ahsoka have?
0: in The Mandalorian. From what I heard, it seems like she would be on a one-off episode with Captain Rex because the, the chapter title's leaked and there's one that's like The oh. Loyalist, which matches up with the rumors that her and Captain Rex are going to be in the show. And it's like, oh, The Loyalist. Hmm. Cool. Captain Rex was very loyal. Ahsoka was very okay. loyal.
1: Hmm. So if she was just a one-off... I think that might be okay. Oh, like, yeah, it I agree. would be great. If she was, like, the main villain or, like, a main character that she, like, teams up with them, no. Right, like, if she teams Please up, she's no. like,
0: all right, I'll help you find where Baby Yoda's supposed to go. I honestly think she could come in in one episode, work with Baby Yoda on the Force a little bit, or at least give Mando some more insight as to what the heck the Force is because uh-huh. he doesn't really know. And then, maybe, you know, disappear. Maybe,
1: like, if she if she somehow taught the Mandalorian how to teach Baby Yoda, in a way like right. somehow, like she told him how to help Baby Yoda, then it's like oh she had purpose she came right she, she wasn't just there as a character cameo she she fulfilled her purpose and she left it was like cool I like that good job Ahsoka
0: yeah and what 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 really irks me the wrong way, is since this takes place after Return of the Jedi, at this point in the timeline, Ahsoka is with Sabine from Rebels, and they're looking Mm -hmm. for Ezra. Or at least that's how the end of Rebels suggested that's what they were doing. So I don't know if they've found him or if they're going to do something with that, because there's rumors also that they're making a live-action Rebels spinoff. off
1: Uh. We Which, need to stop. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: like every, everything these days, like there's a new Twitter headline. Like someone was like, Tom Holland cast as this person in The Mandalorian. And everybody's like, oh my God, Tom Holland. And they're like, it was fake. You idiots. It was fake uh, and you
1: fell duh. for it. Tom Holland is not getting cast in Star Wars. <laughs> it, and, and if he does, nobody would believe it. No, no. He's, I don't, he's not a Star Wars type. Tom actor. Holland is, No absolutely like he's a phenomenal actor he's probably the best spider-man
0: be careful because spider-man twitter will have your head over that (laughs) yikes jokes on them i'm not on twitter if it were if it were up to me i would just completely wipe off twitter like wipe twitter off the face of the earth ban twitter it's done it needs to be gone Twitter is over
1: party. Uh, My entire Instagram feed is just screenshots from Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Like if we lose Twitter, all of the other platforms are just going down.
0: Yeah. Everything's coming down with Twitter. Twitter is the, Twitter is the, like the foundation that all other social media has been built on. It's like we, we have to actually
1: make original content, which is unfortunate. (laughs)
0: But, yeah, my thoughts on the Mandalorian Season 2 trailer. I'm, and this is going to sound really controversial, but Mm -hmm. I don't know if I like it because all of this hype went into, like, oh, here comes the trailer, here comes the trailer, here it comes, here it comes, here it comes, and then it gets here, and you're like, well, that was kind of underwhelming. Like...
1: I will say, like, the trailer was very good, but there was no meat to it. Right, like, it was just kind of, like, I was...
0: It felt too short. Like, to me, it it felt like I was waiting for some kind of punchline or tagline or, like, this is the thing. Because the thing in the trailer was that alien guy was like, I've heard. And then it Uh shows, like, it cuts to black and you hear him fight all the guys. And that's it. Yeah. And it's like, Like,
1: uh... It's hard because, on one hand... I don't want it to be spoiled for me.
0: Right, like which I want doing the trailer like that on- makes me wonder, do they have a cameo for a majority of the episodes, and that's why they can't show anything, because it would spoil things. Because if that's the case, like, think about if Ahsoka's in one episode, Captain Rex is in one episode, Boba Fett is in one episode, uh, Sabine from Rebels is in one episode, well, that's what? Five episodes that they can't show anything from because it would spoil it? Which you I'm are not hardcore cutting out. I cannot understand a thing you're saying. Oh, boy. Well... Well, it'll come through in the recording, but long story short is if they have a cameo in, like, five episodes, that's five episodes that they can't
1: show yeah, any clips from because it would spoil it. That's true. It's also, like, I'm torn because I don't like spoilers. I don't want the season two to be spoiled where, you know, we just talked about this, where I don't want to see these huge moments now because then it's taken away later. Right. But it's also, like, the trailer doesn't have like the blah moment right and even the first trailer for the first season had that moment like it did it it's like like you know that it's in every marvel movie and like every michael bay movie where like the money shot and it's just like the low yeah like it's just like the the like the moment and it didn't really it didn't deliver that
0: and so which I mean I guess now
1: there has to be another trailer on the way I assume I predict that there will be one more trailer there will be one probably halfway through October like what one more trailer that shows like just just different content maybe not necessarily more but different content like different scenes from the same episodes Uh uh-huh but it's like you know A lot of, like, whenever Star Wars or Marvel trailers come out, I'm always, like, breaking down each scene. And, like, um, I always see all these videos and articles that's, like, whoa, this in the background, this. And I haven't seen anything for this trailer. Right. Which, one
0: one fair way to do your trailers is you
1: only show clips from the first two
0: episodes. Uh Uh-huh. Like, if you have a substantial enough first two episodes, you could definitely only have footage from the first two episodes and then you still have six more episodes that nobody's seen anything of and you surprise them with that
1: and it's just like I don't know I'm torn but it's just like it's just the trailer and so yeah I I don't think
0: it's gonna affect any way I feel about season two like I'm definitely still excited for season two and October 30th can't get here fast enough but the trailer just kind of felt underwhelming for me it
1: it was it was also overhyped It was very overhyped. We waited for so long for that trailer. And
0: it was like back in August, we were like, okay, there's supposed to be a trailer at this Monday night football game. And then there wasn't.
1: And you're like, oh, neat. And so just, I don't know. I don't know if Disney did did that on purpose or if it was just like the fans being the fans. It
0: was probably just the fans being the fans. Because I think this trailer was done a while ago. And they were just waiting yeah. for the right time to release it. Which, releasing it, what was it, Tuesday? Um, yeah. That is the day Disney Plus launched, like, worldwide. Like, it was only uh, in a handful of countries before, but now I'm pretty sure it's in all of the other countries that it wasn't before. Okay. So having something so, like that to be like, hey, you just subscribed to Disney Plus, boom, Mandalorian
1: Season boom, 2 trailer. Season and then two, later that day, were like, they were what like, is the boom. Mandalorian? <laughs>
0: Yeah, later that day, they were like, boom, here's the rest of our stuff for the rest of the year that you can look forward to.
1: But if you, like, if you just got Disney Plus and you see that there's a season two trailer, have you not seen season one? Most likely.
0: I think most people just ended up watching it pirated because of the different release schedule. And that definitely is going to hurt Disney. (laughs) Yeah. Like, that's going to hurt them. But, you know. They'll definitely you know. have everyone for the neck for the upcoming seasons. Don't ya you know.
1: <laughs> wow. It's my Minnesota accent.
0: Don't you know.
1: Don't ya you know. Don't chano. You know? Oh, let me scoot past you and get the ranch.
0: <laughs> what what are we doing?
1: This has nothing to do with the Mandalorian. I don't know. I just like all, a lot of um, that's my what my dad character is based on. Like any video where I play the dad, I'm just like, Oh, that's a good movie. Ah. Okay. So, I mean,
0: I don't know. I don't really have anything else to say on the trailer. We're missing quite a bit. Uh, the, the, if this comes out on time, as I said, Mandalorian season two uh, next week. First episode.
1: Woohoo. That's that's the that's the problem, whereas like there's not much to discuss for yeah, the trailer. We we
0: waited for the trailer, but it was like I was expecting there to be a lot more in this trailer,
1: yeah, to talk about, and then there and it, wasn't. Like, it's it's our own fault for getting so excited when, yeah. like, in reality, we should have known that they weren't gonna like show do the big reveal like a Which month is, before uh, release.
0: I I'm I feel underwhelmed, but at the same time, that's exactly how I want it. Is like I don't want you to tell uh-huh. me, I don't want you to tell me a so so focus frustrated. in the season. I don't it's want you to so tell me who the cameos are. Just
1: because that's how, let exactly it how I feel. We're like i'm underwhelmed i don't like i don't feel like the trailer showed a whole lot but it's also like i don't want them to show a whole lot i just want the whole season to be out
0: <laughs> right which unfortunately it is or from what i know it's weekly airing again because that's what they've but, done for all their other big series
1: but that's that's okay like yeah we'll just speculate like, if they just released the whole thing i would have had the whole thing spoiled before i would be able to watch it <laughs> yeah you
0: the people like, would like who stayed up late and finished it early morning by the time you get up uh-huh. early morning they're like Baby Yoda dies in season two. <laughs>
1: like, yeah, exactly. I'm like, man, and then,
0: I just got up. Really? It's
1: like, I just woke up and you're spoiling my favorite TV show.
0: <laughs> How would you feel if I just waited for it to come out in the middle of the night and then I got up the next morning and I was like, this is exactly what happens in the first episode. Uh, exactly, it was you're great. You're like give me the, f-
1: the full breakdown.
0: <laughs> just be like, uh, this that's, is exactly what happened. That's,
1: that's kind of what, what it's like to watch... Um, I watched Stranger Things for the first time right after the third season was released. And so I had seen like all these memes about it before that I like didn't really understand, but I'd like as I got to know the characters, I'm like, oh no, that person's gonna die. Whoa.
0: That's a yikes.
1: <laughs> it is a yikes. So it's yeah. a potential video. There's like people that spoil movies. Oh that that's a good idea. I'm gonna steal that. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, uh, stay
0: back <laughs> So I think that's all we have to say on the Mandalorian yeah. season one and what bit we know of season two. Uh, I do as we wrap up here. I do want to say that next week on the Nick with no K channel, there yes. will or on the Nick with no K channel and on Glass Studios, there will Whoa. be a presidential debate hosted Whoa. by none other than Megan with no H, and Whoa. you know, the the nerdiest podcast is officially the sponsor of the debate so this is very exciting tune in next friday at a point in time because we haven't decided what time it's coming out yet but it will be out (laughs) next friday october 30th on nick with no k and on glass studios so that's exciting Uh, always be plugging yeah we've kind of got you know we it's it's kind of like we've been working on it for a few months so it's my big project of the
1: year and now we gotta finish writing it. So. Yep. And
0: now, now we've uh, pegged ourselves into having to do this. Although I could just cut this out if we end up not doing it.
1: I just feel like <laughs> I have a Cha, tendency Cha. to do that, where I'll be like, oh, I used, I would um like post on Instagram and i would be like, hey, uh, I'm just like talking about this new project, and then it doesn't work out, and I'm like, sorry guys, Yikes. Uh, that didn't work out.
0: <laughs> oh, I've done that way too much. <laughs> it's awful. Yeah, now I don't it's announce crazy. videos until they're done uploaded on Ooh, the channel. Or I have not. <laughs> I just don't. <laughs> like, there have been a couple of videos on my schedule that got deleted because I just <laughs> didn't feel like doing them. Uh, so, thank you know. goodness I didn't announce them. So, yeah, uh, next Friday on our channels, there will be Yeehaw. a presidential debate, which will be fun. I don't know if we're going to host an actual election or not because this year's election is kind of contentious and a little a little controversial so yeah i don't know what more we're gonna say so jackson where can people find you on the internet
1: well you can find me on instagram oh my gosh you um, don't have to do
0: asmr (laughs) um
1: what is my instagram handle you can find me on instagram at the underscore g l a s underscore studios that's the Glass Studios, Glass with one S. That's important. Epic. And you can find me on YouTube at Glass Studios, G L A S Studios, and you can find me on Facebook at G L A S Studios. Fabulous. And on Pinterest, as G L. I keep for- I keep forgetting
0: St- you have Pinterest.
1: Pinterest is the bomb. <laughs>
0: Man, yeah, I need to get like, on Pinterest.
1: My best, my best uh, performing video on Pinterest has uh, 42 pins. Wow. So. So yeah. yeah. G L. That's G L A S Studios.
0: As for me, as always, you can find me on YouTube at Nick with no K. And if you're listening on to the podcast, you can listen to it on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and even on YouTube. Uh, as for me, you can. Well, I already said that. But as for me, you can find me <laughs> on. Instagram and Twitter, at Nick Films. Uh, both will be linked in the description of wherever you're listening. And you can find the podcast anywhere. Podcasts are found at The Nerdiest Podcast. So, thank you, Jackson, for you coming are. on. The Mandalorian Season 2 will be on Disney Plus next week, uh, unless Disney pulls something out from underneath us, which would be very is, sad. This is
1: not not a sponsor. Yeah, no, we're yet. not sponsored by Disney Plus at all.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, we're just really devout Disney fans who are like you should if, um... go watch Disney Plus.
1: <laughs> if you ever get sponsored by Disney Plus, I would like some of the cut because uh, yeah. I, my back hurts from carrying this podcast.
0: Wow. <laughs> wow. You didn't have to say that.
1: <laughs> you wow. know it's not true. <laughs>
0: no, it's not. No. If we get That's sponsored by funny. Disney Plus, we're like we are if, if we get sponsored by Disney plus I'll stop trash talking the Rise of Skywalker
1: <laughs> like whoa don't sell out your morals <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'll become an internet sellout <laughs> just for so, Disney plus sponsorships
1: just just for Disney plus like <laughs> I will I will change my opinion on certain Star Wars movies if I get sponsored <laughs>
0: yeah I, I mean maybe the rise of Skywalker wasn't that
1: bad <laughs> it wasn't that bad gosh.
0: So yeah, thank you for listening. Jackson, thank you for being on. And uh, we will see you back here in two weeks for another episode of the podcast. Thank you for listening, and I will see you next time. Peace.